Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our remote United Methodist Church Westlake Village worship service this first Sunday of May. We hope you are healthy and sustaining your well-being during this challenging time of physical distancing. We trust you will find this worship service a help in that effort. Being the first Sunday of the month, today would normally be a communion Sunday at church. Your clergy have fought through this, and, and we've decided we could do a communion remotely. Now, if you're uncomfortable with this idea of a remote electronic communion, uh, we understand. Just don't partake at the time during the service. Yet, if you are open to this idea, we want you to know our Bishop Hagia and the other bishops of the Western jurisdiction are supportive of it. And as Pastor Rachel and I talked about it, it just made good pastoral and theological sense during this pandemic time. Therefore, as we begin our time of worship, I encourage you to make sure you have some kind of bread and something like a juice in a cup that is at the ready so that when our communion segment of the service arrives, you'll be ready to go. You're encouraged to serve one another in your home when we partake of communion, or if you are by yourself this morning, to serve yourself with the full knowledge that Pastor Rachel and I and the Holy Spirit, stand beside you spiritually, drawing your whole community of faith surrounding you. So let us now worship God, strengthen our spirits, and deepen our faith. Psalter reading this morning comes from Psalm 63, verses 1 through 5, and it reads like this. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no river. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast. My heart praises you with joyful lips. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Awesome and almighty God, we come to the table of the Lord this day, not sure that we dare to believe in his presence with us. We hear the words of institution. This is my body. This is my blood given for you, poured out for you that you may find forgiveness. And we still let doubts and fears enter our lives. We want to believe we need to believe, for it is too easy for the empty promises of this world to dazzle our eyes. And so we come to you, Lord, with all of our fears and doubts, our joys and sorrows, our longings and dreamings. We bring these things to you in hope that you will hear our prayers and respond to our cries. We bring to you the names of those people whom we love, for whom issues of loneliness, pain, suffering, grief, and loss seem to abound, including the following. We join with Joni Donaldson lifting up prayers for Jackie as she grieves the loss of her close friend Pam. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for all of those impacted by the, by the coronavirus, whether physically battling the illness or affected by the ripples of the quarantine with loss of income, support, stability, and or peace. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Bob Crocker praying for his sister-in-law, Diane, battling the coronavirus and pneumonia. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Elaine Fay's 100-year-old mother, whose care facility has been greatly affected by the coronavirus. She is currently virus-free, and we pray that that continues. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We bring you the names of people who have rejoiced in newfound faith, who have reconciled with loved ones, who have survived tragedy and sorrow, who are happy and we want to dance in celebration for their good news. We rejoice that Meredith Hart is recovering well and is in good health after hospitalization from a scare with postpartum preeclampsia. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We rejoice as Terry Gear continues to make strides in recovery from her stroke. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment to come to you with the silent prayers of our hearts. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For all we ask, hear us, heal us. Bless us, O Lord, 
For we ask these things in the name of the one who was raised, that we might have eternal life, who taught us to say when we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this bread, or eat this bread, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When Paul wrote this letter that Pastor Rachel just read from, the Jesus movement had been emerging for a couple decades. And we're thinking that which we call the early church was well underway. At the time of this letter from Paul to the gathered believers in Corinth, what had started as a messianic segment of Judaism was in the process of distinguishing itself as something else set apart from its Judaic roots. More than just conveying the core of the good news that Jesus was the long-awaited Christ and that in his name one could find forgiveness of sins and a new life, more than that was at stake. Now the Organizational matters and the religious practices had emerged as concerns for this early movement. Paul is wading into some difficult problems he's noticed at Corinth concerning their observance of the Lord's Supper, this common meal of sustenance and of renewing faith. He is pushing for a, a shared understanding of what is to happen as it is done and what is happening as it is done. In one of the celebrated lines of scripture, Paul writes that he is passing on what he had received from others, ostensibly the, the first disciples, concerning this holy meal. He claims to be anchoring his comments in their perspectives. He wanted the Corinthians to get it right, even as they stretched and adapted to meal to their sensibilities and their circumstances. So, too, we. For two millenniums, we have been observing communion in some kind of similar fashion 
using shared language and repeated patterns of behavior. We do not take the sacrament lightly, yet we know, most importantly, paraphrasing Jesus's words about the Sabbath, that the sacrament was made for us, not us for the sacrament. And so in these unusual days of pandemic, with the body of Christ broken apart into its pieces already in homes of us believers, the observance of communion will be manifested differently. We bow to the traditional pattern, yet we step forward into a new practice trusting God's grace to empower our good intentions through the wonder of the internet. Please make sure you have a, a piece of bread or a cup of juice or something that will stand in for those two elements at the ready, at a surface by you, as we move now towards our communion liturgy. And if there are others there with you, Anticipate how it is that you will serve one another. Let us pray. O beautiful and sacred divine, we greet you this morning in the knowledge that all life is in your loving care, for your spirit's presence is everywhere at all times, filling all things with life and intention. We give thanks this morning for the reality that in our various locations, separated by miles and social distance, that it is still true that it is in you in whom we live and move and have our being. The psalmist reminds us that there is nowhere that nowhere we can hide from your presence, and we confess that nothing can separate us from your love. You have given us the gift of your Holy Spirit, who testifies within us that we belong to you and who unites us with the saints of the past who have walked this road of faith before us through various trials and tribulations. Now come, Holy Spirit, and make us one across the miles and through this media of the digital web that now connects us. Transform by your spirit of grace our social isolation and distance into a holy community that is connected to each other by your sacred presence. Be near to us as we are separated from one another so that each of our tables may be mystically connected in communion to your table, which unites us all. We remember how Jesus took the broken bread and the uplifted cup, praying over them and sharing them, drew together his disciples with a spiritual power that would be manifested in their collective and separate lives. In so doing, he laid the foundation for our unity these many centuries later, 
that though we be separated one from another physically, we are united collectively as one in spirit. And so we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, O God, and on these elements, representing bread and juice that we have identified in our homes. Make them be for us that which is necessary to link us to you and to one another through the spiritual reality that is Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. For it is in his name that we claim the power of the Holy Spirit for this wondrous purpose. The signs of Christ for us. Please take both of your elements now and partake in communion. Let us pray. We give thanks, O oh God, for this sacred ceremony and all of the ways it has been manifested over the centuries, even unto this unusual day for us. Empower and strengthen us for your purposes, Lord God, that we might bear witness through our lives of your enduring presence and the redeeming effects of your love and your grace. Through you we pray. Amen. We do truly give thanks to God for the fact that we are transformed by these simple gifts and that our lives are made new. We have the opportunity to say thank you by giving our monetary gifts to God so that we can continue to build God's kingdom and make sure that God's gift of grace are shared with those who most desperately need it. You will see a variety of ways in which to give your offering to the church as we transition into a moment of music. You will know that you can give online at umcwv.org or you can uh, go ahead and mail in your contribution and that will be gathered and collected and deposited so that we can go forth and continue to do the ministry of God in this community at this time. Thank you for your generosity. Mm -hmm. 
we hope this service has been a blessing to you. We pray that God's nurturing and sustaining spirit will abide with you, that your home may be a place of love and a place of peace, a place of health. Let grace abound in all your thoughts and all your words and all your actions these days ahead. Be safe, be healthy, know that you are loved. Amen. Thank you.